Welcome to Dogma and Devotion, the podcast that sheds light on the beauty and truth of the Catholic faith. We discuss a wide range of topics from the viewpoints of two complementary vocations of the Church. I'm Ashley, here with Father Dupre, and on today's episode, we'll be reflecting on the Gospel for the third Sunday of Advent, Year B. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony, to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to him to ask him, Who are you? He admitted and did not deny it, but admitted, I am not the Christ. So they asked him, What are you then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. So they said to him, Who are you? so we can give an answer to those who sent us. What do you have to say for yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert. Make straight the way of the Lord, as Isaiah the prophet said. Some Pharisees were also sent. They asked him, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ or Elijah or the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water, but there is one among you whom you do not recognize, the one who is coming after me whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. This happened in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So we are out of Mark. We're back into John, a new gospel for third Sunday of Advent. Mm -hmm. And so this is a beautiful moment. I think a moment that we look forward to in this beautiful season of Advent where just as we changed color, we went from the bright spring green color of ordinary time, we darkened things again for the season of Advent. And I like to think of it as turning down the lights before a surprise birthday party, right? We're going to turn down the lights. We're going to set the mood. We're going to go darker before we shine brightly, before we cut all the lights on and rejoice with the bright color of white with the beginning of the Christmas season. And that's also marked by the muting of the Gloria. And you see the flower arrangements disappear during Advent. And and now we're doing something a little bit differently. We're not going full white because, again, that's going to be reserved for the next season where it is the joy has arrived, Christ has arrived. But what we're doing this Sunday is we're going to still lighten the color. We are uh, halfway through, um, generally kind of speaking, through this season. And whenever we do this, we mark this with a brighter color. But again, not all the way to the full celebratory color of white or let's say the gold We'll see gold vestments also in the Christmas season, uh, Easter season for that matter as well. And so we'll, we'll find this middle color. We'll find this beautiful rose color. I personally have come to appreciate the color after nine years of priesthood, only getting to wear it you know, twice really throughout the liturgical year. Uh, Lent has a similar uh, movement or moment, uh, Laetare Sunday. And so... This Sunday is known as Gaudete Sunday, and that is a Latin word that means rejoice. It's taken from the entrance anaphon, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say 
rejoice. And this is taken from uh, St. Paul's letter to the Philippians chapter 4, uh, verses 4 and 5. And so we're marking a movement in a season of preparation. And so to do that, we need a lighter color to encourage ourselves. And so at this time, we, we should be thinking about the reason for the, the coming joy. And, you know, by this point, we've, we've had two rounds of offering extra time for confessions. We've had, uh, hopefully, some sense of the Savior is coming let me prepare a place in my heart. Let me let me start making some room now. And if you've been to confession, then you should have already been tasting some joy. Um, speaking of preparing, in um, 2019, I was pregnant for Sam during Advent. And it was definitely one of my favorite Advents because, you know, the focus is on Mary and the baby and, uh, you know, her preparation. And um, when I think of the little rejoice coming out of this semi-penitential season. I always think of the cramps and the pain and the uncomfortableness. And um, then you just feel those little kicks Mm. and it's like a little tiny rejoice. And just to think of Mary who like, I didn't go to the hospital on a donkey. I was in a Toyota. It was comfortable, (laughs) but she's, you know, struggling through this, but even through this, struggling there's a day set aside just for rejoicing about what's to come so great i love that the the kicks right we we can't help but think about the beautiful joyful mystery of the visitation yeah. right john the baptist is a herald of joy and that is so important to remember when mary goes to visit her kinswoman her cousin elizabeth and jesus in utero in the womb he is in the room and John the Baptist seems to know it judging by the his little kicks uh, there's a movement inside of Elizabeth's womb and and it's recorded in scripture uh, as soon as he heard your voice you know he he knew he knew that the savior was near and even in the womb John the Baptist is saying that this is great and it's the same child that would grow to full maturity and say, behold the Lamb of God with great joy, pointing out salvation is in our midst. And we here in the Diocese of Lafayette are reminiscing on a a great hero of the faith, local hero, who served our diocese for over 72 years, not of age, but of priestly ministry, over 72 years. He's got to be one of our record holders for longest living priest and how many years of ordained ministry as a priest. He died at the age of 97 and was still meeting with people and you know from the wheelchair. He was taking visits in his uh, retirement home and, and just very, very beloved priest. And this, of course, is Father Floyd Kale for our local listeners here in the Diocese of Lafayette. And I was visiting with a priest who happened to enjoy being his first associate, we say parochial vicar now, but associate pastor uh, when he was a younger priest. And 
Father Louis uh, is, is the priest who was Father Floyd Calle's first associate there at St. Genevieve Catholic Church uh, in Lafayette. And Father Louis told me that he asked Father Floyd Calle one time, how, how have you gotten through all these years of ministry? Can you have some kind of secret to pass on to me? Because you, you seem to have just enjoyed it and thrived, and it's, it seems to have been a wonderful life, and you've given so much. And Father Floyd Kale told him, number one thing, a sense of humor. Wow. A sense of humor is what is needed. And, and Father Louis told me he's really taken that with him. And he said, one thing that I like to do with people is I'll ask them, hey, are you happy? You know, and it's, a priest is asking you, you know, you're happy in the Lord, you're happy in your faith. And, you know, the person will say, oh, oh yeah, of course, Father. And Father Louis will just clap back. Can you please tell your face that? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I go through this as a priest too. It's anybody who's ever commanded a classroom and has been a teacher and you can see everybody in the audience or you've been a performer on stage, perhaps you can see everything, you know, you can read the nonverbals and you know, I've been a priest over nine years and, I, and again, I've seen it where I am always wishing I saw more joyful faces, especially at the time for communion. Most of the time, I think I see more dread. And I mean, I guess it's this idea we're coming all the way to the front to receive communion and people can see us. But even then, I mean, they can only see the back of you as you're coming up. I don't, I never understood that excuse. But yeah, it, this is a time for rejoicing. And Holy Mother Church says, lighten the mood. Let's just do something to remind them. The rose color is a very, it's a bright, it is. It's a happy color. It looks beautiful, trimmed out in the gold, you know, that you'll see. You'll see flower arrangements reappear for this brief moment just to remind us. Uh, perhaps there's only dread in our hearts because maybe we haven't given over those heartaches, the miseries that come with hanging on to our sins. Baby boy is coming to nail those to the cross. Give those things to him. Give him a birthday present. I think that that is going to be your best bet for claiming some joy as we head towards Christmas. Speaking of those people walking up for communion, I just thought of that line in the gospel. There's one among you who you do not recognize. <laughs> it's Jesus. Yeah, yes. <laughs> You know, it's, there he is. You know, he's he's drawing nearer. That's the whole point of Gaudete Sunday. As he gets closer, our hearts should be more delightful. They should be more open, more ready to welcome him and bring him in closer. You can experience that in the confessional. Make a way for him. Make straight his paths. Clear the clutter and, and allow him to bring you that joy. I think that's a great uh, point to consider how every single one of us is part of this salvation uh, journey, you know, our, our little piece. I think of these gospels, like uh, our oldest Charlotte, her middle name's Elizabeth after uh, John's mother, Elizabeth. But, and we hear about her all the time through this Advent season, but she's, she's not like in nativity scenes or anything like that. But how important was she? You know, same with John, these Pharisees and Levites and priests are coming up to him and they're like, it's you, right? It's you. And he's just like, no, it's not me. But yet he's still important part of this story. Mm -hmm. Amen. 
I was thinking of another way to kind of tie this in with the specific joy that we are cultivating in this beautiful, again, I I can't say it enough, my favorite season of the year is actually something that is in the second reading for Gaudete Sunday, a reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. This is in chapter five. And St. Paul says, may the God of peace make you perfectly holy and may you entirely spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then as you maybe feel a little bit of dread from blameless, right? Remember, you are being preserved by God, right? And then St. Paul goes on, the one who calls you is faithful and he will also accomplish it. This is about being saved. That's what this is about. And so, yes, there's a cooperation of the will, but to root sin out, we need the Savior to come in. That is what is waiting for you in the confessional. Nothing but joy. Handing down, handing over your worst and being lifted up by God's life. Amen. Amen. Want to close in prayer? Let's do this. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for calling us to this great season of joy. We ask you, Lord, to fill the valleys. Make low those mountains that we have built up between ourselves and you and enter into our hearts again, Lord, for we long for your presence. We long for you to come in and save us. And we ask this in your holy and precious name, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We will be back next week for the fourth and final Sunday of Advent.